Welcome to the Beyond Physio Podcast, where we help you move, excel, and inspire others on your journey to your next level with knowledge and advice from experts and testimonials from our like-minded community. Welcome to the Beyond Physio Podcast. This is Dr. David Kwan and Dr. Well, Alex. I'm Dr. David Kwan. <laughs> and I'm Dr. Alex Geispieler. <laughs> and here we are on the Beyond Physio Podcast. So uh, today we're going to talk about six ways, uh, not really six ways, like more than six ways. There's plenty of ways. <laughs> to, <laughs> but six ma- major ways. I six guess. major ways to improve your energy. Um, and I know that, you know, in this kind of post-COVID uh, era, uh, fatigue and um, low energy is kind of like a big hot button topic. And it's it's like basically how you figure out if you're healthy. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, if you have, we, we measure it like vitality, the energy in the morning, if you can exercise, if you even have the um, attention span to chase your kids mm-hmm. around, mm-hmm. that that's your measure of fitness or, or wellness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you feel crappy all the time and you're tired all the time, there's probably something wrong. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of different factors that go into fatigue. Uh, there is blood sugar. There is mental health. There is, you know, sleep. There is blood chemistry, mm-hmm. uh, hormones, and things of that nature. Um, so, I mean, like, I mean, like, the biggest thing that people do for fatigue is they drink coffee. Sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the, like, number one, like, selling beverages. And then also, like, when people think of, like, oh, I'm so tired. I could really go. I need a cup of coffee. Yeah. I mean, that's the, I mean, right here, um, I enjoy a good cup of coffee. There's, uh, coffee and caffeine are like the most well-studied, um, drugs in the world, Mm -hmm. uh, in the history of the world. I mean, you, you, there's, um, an author that wrote a book called, uh, uh, man's relationship to plants. And he talks about how coffee um, and the introduction of coffee to Western society is actually what spurred the Renaissance. And he, he says, I mean, you could take this with a grain of salt, but his, his thing is that humans aren't really humans. Humans haven't, didn't reach their full potential um, until caffeine was introduced in the form of tea, coffee, and chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they see that prior to the introduction of coffee, they actually had um, the the closest and the cleanest form of water or liquids was actually alcohol. So people were just walking around drunk all day, like, and that was their the the safest way that they could consume water. So this basically explains like the dark ages yeah. before we like. <laughs> yeah, it's like what is the worst time. In, history of the world to be alive it's like during the medieval times during the dark ages they call it the dark ages for a reason because mm-hmm. it was before they had coffee and everyone was drunk and angry and killing each other <laughs> it's an awful time to be alive and then they see the introduction of coffee tea and uh chocolate um all of a sudden you got the renaissance and you got galileo and you got sir isaac newton and you got you know, um, Michelangelo uh, revolutionizing the world. Revolutionizing? Is that the word? Mm. Sure. Okay, sure. <laughs> uh, it, and then all of a sudden, you know, they introduced, like even arithmetic was invented in 
you know, the Middle by, East. By counting coffee beans like, over <laughs> and like, using it as an abacus. They, they strung together some coffee beans yeah. on, on string and they used that as an abacus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like coffee, for example, uh, came from the Middle East. It came from like, you know, Arabica beans are mm. from Arabia. Like, uh, and Arabica beans, um, uh, you know, coffee coming from the Middle East, like where did arithmetic come from? Where did math come from? Higher level math came from the Middle East. I think there's also evidence or, or studies that have shown um, different animals that kind of take advantage of different berries and, and cacao beans and, and things like that to to spur their own energy. So it's, it's a very natural thing. And like you said, it's been very well studied and, and there's reoccurring studies over and over again showing how beneficial coffee is for our mental health and our physical health um not necessarily just because of the caffeine but also i think those are the polyphenols in that um and antioxidants that are also good for you yeah um but caffeine uh the way it actually works is it like blunts your receptors for fatigue so potentially you're still tired but you're you're your brain has now blunted that effect. Mm -hmm. So you're not feeling it as much. And then yeah. you get that like jolt of energy, yeah. um, whether it be through coffee, which, you know, seems to be the more healthy way to go. But then I think we all know that um, more sugary, like energy drinks and, and things like that, that have like an insane amount of caffeine yeah. in there that, you know, I, I know when I've had those, um, Feel like I actually going to explode. My heart feels like it's going to explode. <laughs> when your face starts to go chest. numb, you're like, yeah, mm, like, maybe this is too much caffeine. It's like, I'm still tired, but my nose tingles. Yeah. <laughs> I feel a little nauseous. Um, yeah, I mean, like any any drug, too much of a good thing can be a bad thing, right? Yeah. So uh, if you are pounding monster energy drinks, um, that's probably not good for your health. Uh Anything in moderation, you know, too much of anything is a bad thing. But, you know, we're talking about the the fatigue hormone. Adenosine uh, mm -hmm. is the fatigue hormone. Um, and as it builds up in your body, coffee kind of blunts, blunts the receptors for adenosine. And uh, you don't feel, quote unquote, tired. Um, but I think this also begs the question, like, what specifically um, is causing you to be tired? Right. Sure. Like this is a Band-Aid yeah. that potentially you're covering up exhaustion mm -hmm. and maybe there's different ways that you can, you know, fix that or, or preemptively uh, strike that so that you have more natural energy so yeah. that you don't have to use that, uh, you know, blunting force of caffeine. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, long story short, coffee is good for you. Mm -hmm. uh, coffee could be beneficial to improving your energy levels. However... Too much of a good thing is a bad thing. Sure. And especially if you're consuming coffee with like high sugar and a lot of lactose and things of like, you know, frappuccino, mocha chip, mm. uh, matcha latte. Yeah. Um, it's probably not also good for you just for the, the sake of the nutrition with sugar and um, mm. other issues. Um, but that, that, like I said, begs the question, like, why are you so tired? Um, so the next topic is sleep. Yeah. I mean, that's the first thing you think of is like, I'm so tired. Why? Because I didn't get good sleep or I'm not, I haven't been sleeping well. You know, yeah. What are some strategies that you have heard or, or know of that um, you can kind of 
promote sleep or increase your your sleep hygiene? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, sleep hygiene is like one of those bu- buzzwords, right, that are going around. Um, I mean, it's very easy for us to be like, just go to sleep earlier, like, stop going on your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand, like, the, the, this is a, a, the world we live in. Like, we live with our, our phone glued to our face. Um, but, you know, so there's a bunch of studies that are showing that any screen type light actually triggers um, some stuff in your brain that causes you to be awake. So it is like I'm saying this in, in uh, knowing that I don't I'm not the best person when it comes to my sleep hygiene. Um, but any sort of light and you could make arguments about it being blue light or, you know, whatever kind of light. But the studies are showing that any type of screen type light is going to trigger something in your brain that makes you slightly awake. And actually, in terms of waking up in the morning, uh, like looking at a screen first thing is actually kind of good for you because it triggers those light receptors in your in your brain, like the very primitive ones that say, oh, it is morning. It's time to wake up, even it might be dark outside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, something that I've heard multiple times um, to try to get the best sleep is to have blackout curtains or to try to make your environment as dark as possible. Um, Even night lights or or little blinking lights uh, on like computer systems or things like that can disturb your sleep, even um, as slight as it may feel where yeah. you you don't really feel like it's it's really disturbing but it it does uh yeah. to a little bit um i have um i have this like space heater in my room because yeah. my house installation sucks <laughs> uh but the space heater has like this led light that's super bright mm-hmm. and it's just it drives me crazy yeah um so i have to put like a little piece of tape or something over it so that it'll uh, block out yeah. the light. So that's something that you guys could do as well. You brought up actually a good point that your your insulation sucks, as you say, and like uh, that it's a little colder. Yeah. Uh, but studies I have kind of shown now, probably not as cold as your <laughs> without the, the 34 degrees. No. <laughs> yeah, perfect temperature. <laughs> but I think studies have shown that uh, around anywhere from I think it's 67 to 69 uh, degrees yeah. has been the most beneficial for like comfortable sleep. Mm-hmm. Anything warmer than that uh, disturbs your sleep. And then, of course, anything colder than that um, can also disturb your sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I prefer to sleep pretty unclothed because mm-hmm. uh, I get hot. I get hot very easily. Um, I, I, you know, you could wear less clothing when you are sleeping. If it is cold, I would suggest you wear socks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually did a TikTok video about like sleep health. Um, so part of that was like decreasing the temperature, also wearing socks when you're going to sleep. Because mm-hmm. you lose most of your heat through your feet and I think through the top of your head, right? Yes. So beanie time. Yes. Oh, and also not exercising late at night. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like right before you go to sleep, you're going to pump up that dopamine. Mm-hmm. Um uh, and adrenaline, and that's not good for yeah. you to be able to sleep. I've also heard like ice baths or, or, or uh, cold showers are typically used to wake yourself up and give yourself more energy. But if you do it too late in the evening, you can actually spur those uh, circadian rhythms of mm-hmm. like, okay, now it's time to wake up and, and kind of increase that stress hormone that, yeah. uh, you know, wakes you up. Yeah. Oh, also going back to 
uh, caffeine, uh, the half life of caffeine is actually like 12 hours or something mm-hmm. like, that. like your caffeine stays in your system for a very, very long time. So, um, just having that one cup of coffee in the morning as I sip my coffee, um, having that one cup of coffee in the morning and not having that after late afternoon cup of mm-hmm. coffee should help, uh, improve your sleep throughout the night. So like, you don't want all of a sudden, um, that caffeine to still be in your blood system when you're trying to sleep. Mm-hmm. And how typically long do you suggest uh, for your patients or anybody to to get sleep? Uh, like full hours of sleep, you know, eyes closed. Everyone eyes must get eight hours of sleep every night without exception. Um, yeah, I mean, like, again, the we keep on seeing the studies show, but the studies show that seven to eight hours of sleep is like an optimal time. Mm-hmm. Is that practical for like everyone's life? Probably not. Um, but if you can improve the quality of the sleep that you have, mm-hmm. then that's something that is good as well. Yeah. And I think a lot of studies have also shown that if you are an athlete or someone who pushes themselves uh, regularly, which we'll talk about uh, later on, is uh, that you can actually use almost up to 10 hours of sleep. But like you said, just for uh, the average Joe and how life works, uh, yeah, that's not so easy to get. I think Arnold Schwarzenegger was like really famous in saying like, you know, oh, you have 18 hours in a day and people are like, wait, uh, I need more than six hours. And he's like, well, just sleep faster because, you know, <laughs> like you, you need to make the most out of your day. And we're realizing like, although that's, you know, like, oh, work hard and sleep less I and ne- whatever. I never, I never heard that. Oh yeah. Word. It's yeah, just sleep faster. Um, and, uh, yeah, but it doesn't always work that way. And, and unfortunately we have, um, a lot of people now use, um, Heart rate uh, monitors or, or sleep monitors mm-hmm. to kind of the track whoop, their sleep. Whoop bands. Oh, whoop or uh, an aura ring or yeah. uh, I use an Apple Watch. Um, mm-hmm. And it kind of tracks your sleep on how much light sleep you have, how much deep sleep you have. Mm-hmm. And I think the the difference that they're showing is that light sleep is really good for memory, cognition, um, learning motor skills, things like that. Whereas your deep sleep is better for like physiological healing Mm -hmm. and um, increasing like muscle growth, actually increasing growth hormone happens while you're in like the deepest sleep. So um, if you're only getting light sleep, like if you're always in that very light sleep and you never get deep sleep or vice versa, Mm -hmm. it's not so great for you. So the quality of your sleep, as you're saying, if you're only getting three hours of sleep, you're really not getting those uh, higher level and deeper levels of uh, sleep. And if you're showing to have like really poor quality sleep, you should probably actually get assessed. Mm -hmm. Like um, if you suspect that you might have sleep apnea, Mm -hmm. if you snore excessively, or your partner says that you like stop breathing when you're, when Mm -hmm. you're uh, sleeping, yeah. it's actually a very serious condition. Sleep apnea, you know, people might joke about it. Oh, like, oh, I'm just a heavy snorer. No, sleep apnea is actually like a life-threatening disease. Yeah. Um, and the end stage of sleep apnea is a heart-lung transplant. So, or death. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. you don't you don't want to mess with sleep apnea. So I mean, monitoring monitoring those things could be good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually uh, I forgot what podcast it was. But I forgot there was a speaker talking about um, people that like excessively like monitor and check like 
Mm-hmm. How's my recovery? Like how many steps do they take today? It actually like increases their stress levels. Yeah. Uh, because they feel like they have to achieve, achieve, achieve. Yeah. And it actually like negatively affects their health. I'm sure it does. Yeah. <laughs> so um, again, everything in moderation. Yeah. And I, I, I'm definitely guilty of that. Like when I wake up and I check my sleep, I might feel great. But if it says I didn't get a good night's <laughs> oh sleep, God, like, I didn't oh, recover. That's a, today's going to be a real problem. Whereas like sometimes, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll get really poor sleep and uh, you, you know, feel fine. Feel fine. Yeah. And sometimes it just takes, you know, a day or two to actually like feel the effects. Yeah. So it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? <laughs> right. Um, uh, so in terms of other energy things, um, exercising first thing in the morning. Uh, you know, usually when I work out, I work out first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. um, and making sure that I'm staying hydrated throughout the day. Um, and, uh, you know, regular exercise also is going to be helpful to kind of keep a consistent basis of like, you, you want to deplete your energy levels, right? Mm-hmm. You want to be, when you hit, when you hit the bed at night, like you actually want to be tired, mm-hmm. right? Um, and the only way you can actually like be tired sometimes is if you expend energy and that could be the form of exercise. Mm-hmm. So consistently exercising, consistently staying hydrated. Um, and like we t- said before, in terms of the time of the day where you're exercising morning is probably the best time. Yeah. And, and that actually works for most people. I think uh, personally myself, if I don't get up and exercise first thing in the morning, um, the day just kind of gets away from me. And then some people at the end of the workday or things like that are just exhausted and, mm-hmm. and you can't even fathom like lifting a weight or going for a run yeah. if you're just zapped. Yeah. Um, but that's that's a, a physical exhaustion and your mind might still be working or you're stressed out about different things. I think the um, Department of Health and Human Services recommends 150 minutes of aerobic exercise or moderate to vigorous aerobic exercise uh, during the week. So that really just boils down to if you're exercising Monday through Friday, let's say the you're taking the weekends off or uh, you, you know, a weekend warrior, you, you really just have to get about 30 minutes during those work days or, you know, 75 minutes uh, if you're a weekend warrior mm-hmm. um, to still have those same benefits of, um, you know, keeping yourself physically fit, but then also regulating those hormones and, and keeping your system, uh, you know, wired mm-hmm. uh, for that, like proper sleep and health. Yeah. 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 I mean, like a fit person has blood chemistry that looks fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a sedentary person has very different looking blood chemistry. Sure. Right. So um, when it comes to uh, sleep and it comes to recovery and it comes to overall health, uh, exercising more um, and being consistent with it is always going to be the best option. Um, And it's going to show itself in your blood chemistry. Obviously, there's a genetic component like I have high cholesterol. My dad has high cholesterol. but, you know, there's other things, there's other factors involved with it. I'm a relatively, like, active, fit person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, why does my blood chemistry look like that? Uh, everyone's a little different. But in terms of my overall health, I'm at less of a risk of health deficiencies than someone that's sedentary that has a lower cholesterol number than me. 
Sure. And yeah. just exercising in the morning could get some blood flowing, get uh, circulation to all of your organs, uh, give it, you know, much more oxygenated blood than a sedentary person. Um, and just the 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 feeling of, of getting yourself up and ready to go mm -hmm. for the day. I think it also shows some like mental clarity mm -hmm. um, in some studies where uh, people just feel sharper after they exercise in the morning. Yeah, I mean, that also ties into mental health, right? Um, mm -hmm. Like, what are you doing in terms of your mental health? What are you doing in terms of your, uh, your mindfulness? Um, if you are always super, super stressed out, um, you can eat right, you can work out, you can uh, have great sleep hygiene, but if you're super stressed out all the time, chances are you're gonna feel really tired sure. all the time. Yeah. Um, and in terms of like stress hormones and cortisol and things of that nature, um, you can't exercise those things away necessarily and you can't you know, uh, sleep hygiene those things away. You also need to address whatever mental health issues or uh, stress components are involved in that. Yeah, we said it before on this podcast, but basically exercise will increase your cortisol or your um, that stress hormone, but in a very short period of time. And short periods of stress are actually very beneficial because they promote that adaptation and get you going. Mm -hmm. Long-term stress, like you're talking about with like the mental fatigue and just stressed out about everything that's mm -hmm. extended over a period of time has been proven to be not so good. And yeah. I think, you know, science came back on that, but I don't think anybody was surprised when they were like, oh, <laughs> being stressed out like is really bad for you? Oh, no way, because I've known that for years. Um, you could just feel it. Um, there was one study that I, I saw that you can actually um, compensate for a lack of sleep for like a night if you exercise, um, it, it almost because uh, a lack of sleep or, or sleep deprivation shows like a, a decrease in, in neural synapse uh, activity, uh, muscle activation, all that stuff. So when you exercise, you promote that. But unfortunately, it's not something that's like sustainable mm -hmm. where you could always be sleep deprived yeah. and then you could just exercise it away. Mm -hmm. You have to get sleep. But potentially, if you have one night of poor sleep, if the next morning you get up and you, you know, do some push-ups, go for a run, you can actually negate some of those negative effects of that sleep deprivation. Gotcha. That's yeah. like, that's like the rocks uh, formula, right? Absolutely. I wake up at three o'clock every morning and I grind. 4 a.m. Iron Paradise. <laughs> Clang and bang. Yeah. He's um, my hero. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think that was... Six? Six. Maybe. I mean, we talked about hydration, uh -huh. which, you know, with exercise, but it's very important. If mm -hmm. you're dehydrated, you're going to feel tired. Yeah. Um, your synapses won't work as well. Your body won't work as well. Your synovial fluid is mm -hmm. uh, congealed and just, you know, just not flowing as well. Yeah, I know. That's not a, a wonderful word. <laughs> congealed. <laughs> Gross. It's, like, it's just jello. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, exactly. So like things are just not firing as, as well as they could. And of course, you're going to be exhausted. Yeah. Um, we talked about uh, working out. Oh, uh, so working out first thing in the morning. What about eating first thing in the morning? Oh, um, yeah. I mean, it's debatable about whether or not like eating first thing in the morning is really important. There's a lot of people that fast. Like when I work out in the morning, I work out fasted. Mm -hmm. um, and when a lot of times people skip their first meal uh, and if they're doing intermittent fasting, um, however, 
uh, I think I don't remember the name of the study, but essentially it said that people get the best results with intermittent fasting if they consume their food early in the day. Mm-hmm. So in terms of like clearance of um, insulin and sugar in their blood system and other, there's a bunch of other metabolic like indicators. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's it's debatable when to eat is the best time to eat. Mm. But if your overall calorie intake is low and your blood sugar drops a lot, then you're probably going to be pretty tired. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your whole system is this like finely tuned machine. And so unfortunately, if you know, you intermittent fast or, or you fast too long and then you exercise, potentially you're putting yourself into that like low blood sugar. But I just like you were just saying, uh, intermittent fasting has been shown to increase energy for some people. And I think it's um, because you're delving into like different um, energy systems. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, it, it caters you towards, you know, burning your fat stores, uh, which has been shown instead of carbs, I think, uh, a gram of fat is like nine uh, units yeah. of energy so mm-hmm. that, you know, it, it actually gives you much more energy. It's just sometimes harder to, to get into that system unless you're in a fasted state. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's, that's all the topics. Um, we probably missed a few. Yeah. Uh, oh. We got some vitamin D. You want to talk about vitamin D? Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> or but sunlight. Yeah. Sunlight. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, I think um, they even showed that people that live in places where like the sun doesn't rise. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like the like 48 hour or like four months of darkness in yeah. like some parts of Alaska. Yeah. Um, they have some serious mental health and like health issues mm-hmm. uh like physiological health issues so i'm like surprise surprise like the sun is important in terms of like feeling awake and we talked about blue light uh or the the screen light like first thing in the morning actually like makes you awake yeah because your body thinks that the sun is out mm-hmm. so vitamin d is super important uh when it comes to metabolizing uh vitamin c and uh metabolizing uh calcium Mm -hmm. um uh, those are all things that you need to be alive yeah (laughs) we need vitamin d uh for our bone health immune function is like really important with vitamin d you can supplement it um i take a vitamin d supplement um vitamin d supplementation like it's one of those uh fat-based uh vitamins so you can overdose on vitamin d but uh, as long as you're getting your blood work checked every so often. Um, I think we all have heard or go through that seasonal uh, depression or when we're... It's in the middle of February. Uh, exactly. And, and you're everyone having... hates their life. Yeah, at least in the, the Northeast, sun. unless you live in Southern California or yeah. Arizona. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're like, oh, bummer. It's so cold. <laughs> it's so, it's cool. so dark. Yeah. And you, work, you go to work out at five o'clock in the morning. You're like, just... No, <laughs> yeah. you yeah. leave a piece of your soul in your bed. Absolutely. It's you, a real thing that yeah. you won't come back to until you go to sleep again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and vitamin D is really important for uh, mood. Um, I think uh, people with low vitamin D uh, were shown to have increased um, anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. So obviously a very important thing to, to get in. Yeah. Yeah. Get, go outside. Yeah. Go, go outside. outside. Uh, if you can't go outside. Take some vitamin supplementation and um, yeah, be happy.
Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. It really does mean a lot to us. And don't forget to like, share, subscribe, or comment if you got at least one or two helpful insights or takeaways to help you get to your next level.